Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast with a voice you hear across the plains and an accent that you can't mistake. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. How are you, Bob? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh I just got out of a um so Pete the the behind the curtains is that we've been juggling our recording times. I uh the other podcast Axe Grind, I used to record on Wednesday nights. We used to record tracks podcast um on Monday nights, but my NYU class, which I'm doing mostly remote, at least for now, uh, is on Wednesday nights. So from 5.30 to 8.30, I'm locked up. But you very graciously have uh, switched time slots. So um, I'm, all, I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew, as they <laughs> like to say. Um, but I wanted to compliment you. I, uh, I, I've been catching up on tracks. Man, you're really good at this, Pete. You've got good a good at, voice. You've been killing it. What am I good at? What I don't know. Podcasting. Don't know, podcasting. You're doing good. I love it. Hey, uh, I've been I'm doing fun. my best. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I was. My dad raised me on a steady diet of uh, Howard Stern. So. Oh well, there I we go. Know. Oh, don't ask me to sit on a speaker and we're yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I don't. I don't know if I have the shock jock, but maybe I got the the voice. The cadence. You got the for straight it. one. You got the straight one. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm good. I wanted to provide a little update from a few episodes ago because mm. I know I know that the listeners are just dying to hear what happened. But um, I saw King Crimson a few weeks ago. And oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Please update. My concern was that uh, I didn't have anyone that wanted to come with me, but I had an extra ticket, so my wife was gracious enough to join me, um, and she did not. It did not end in divorce, uh, thankfully. All I thought it would, it didn't. She kind of vaguely enjoyed herself. I think. Okay. Okay. What was, give us some quotes. So, I mean, she really was just curious if they would play the song in the court of the Crimson King Mm. because she likes that song and they played a 10 minute version of it. So she was satisfied with that, I think. But aside from that, uh, not super impressed with the Zappa band. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, I don't know if there were any choice quotes, honestly. I think it was just like, she was, she was trying to be nice to me. Like I would point out some drum parts cause they had three drummers and that's, you oh, know, yeah. I get real deep into that. So you drum guide her and she's like, yeah, mm, mm, exactly. So exactly. Cool. I, it was, it was literally that, that meme of, you know, the guy whispering in the girl's ear and saying the things that don't <laughs> matter to her at all. So yeah, one of the best memes. Great, yeah. great meme reference. Yeah, um, she was she was nice about it. You know, um, I bought her a beer, made her happy. She was psyched. So that helps. Good. It always yeah. helps. Um, so, yo, uh, I'm excited for today's episode, uh, mostly because um, we're talking about a band I like, but a record I was not super familiar with, which is always like a fun thing to me. Um, so today we are talking about teenage cool kids. And the record is Denton After Sunset, uh, a band I like. But as I mentioned, Denton After Sunset was actually released posthumously, and um, I never heard it. And maybe it wasn't even it wasn't posthumous, but they broke up right before it. So, anyways, um, I knew their earlier material. And why don't we just jump right into our normal tracks pod thing? Yeah. Um. Go. So for me, I mean, I. Uh 
I had heard the name of this band at one point, and that was about the extent of my experience with them. Um, to my knowledge, I'd never heard any songs. I'd never heard any records. Um, I did obviously my homework here and found out that this was kind of the band that was the precursor to Parquet Courts. Um, and I'm not super familiar with Parquet Courts, but um, I've heard one or two of their albums. And that was interesting to me. Yes. So um, this is the band uh, Teenage Cool Kids was started by Andrew Savage, who has since gone on to start Parquet Quartz with his brother. Um, Parquet Quartz comes out, starts roughly in 2010. Teenage Cool Kids starts 2006. I heard this band at the time. Um, They put out uh, a seven inch that had... I think I still have somewhere um, that kind of hit indie like punk indie distribution. So mm-hmm. I got it and was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Like, all right, let me, let me check this out, you know? Um, and it had a real indie kind of vibe. There was another, Oh man, who was the band? Oh, I really liked them. There was this weird sort of lo-fi indie poppy kind of scene in texas so there were some bands from austin of course and a a handful from north texas and um and this is dallas fort worth denton is in the dallas fort worth greater area um so i had checked out a few of them um the seven inch stood out but then their first lp queer salutations came out and i really liked it poppy like man how do i describe this punky poppy without being pop punk in any traditional sense of the way. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that makes sense. I okay. I mean, I was, I was thinking about like, like indie rock for this band. Right. Which is like, obviously you would say indie rock, but what I mean is like, are they indie rock? Because like when I think about indie rock now, I think of like a much cleaner sound like I think of, yeah. I think of a band like Real Estate being kind of like the quintessential like right. current indie rock <laughs> Beach sound. fossils, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas this takes a lot more from like noisier, like Sonic Youth, Pavement, Dinosaur mm-hmm. Junior vibe. Yes, 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 yes. Fuzzyish. Um, yeah. So it, like, there is that like punk, like dissonant edge that a lot of indie rock I feel like nowadays like doesn't have. Like almost steered away from in this weird way. And even Parquet Courts, like no, I, I, I don't, rem- I don't remember Park. I again, I'm not super familiar, but the Parquet Courts that I've heard, I remember it being more like kind of television esque, like more art rocky, yeah, than it was like noisy. So yeah, yeah. there's more of that. There's, um, I mean, so that's going to get into the heart of this record. So we'll talk about that more. Um, but it's like, yo, it, it's there's this weird transitional point where it's like are there bands that you could still say point to that? Sure. But like, then I think of something like vampire weekend where it's like, Oh, I I guess you can sort of pull these strains and it's a little bit jangly, but it's so airy and light and like a lot of, so you either get the real estate style of indie stuff, um, which I, I, I like, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah, good band. 
Yeah, real estate for for sure. And there's a few others I think are Beach House is another one. I said Beach Fossils before, but Beach House I really like. Um, but there's a little bit of a total like total chill vibe to me. Mm-hmm. And then Vampire Weekend has a little bit more up tempo stuff, but it's the it's the musical equivalent of like, have you seen these the fluffy pancakes, or like the <laughs> jiggly cheesecake? <laughs> so imagine so jiggly cheesecake i believe it's nascently a japanese thing um you can get it in the city uh i have i'm very fascinated pretty good pete do you know what it tastes like no what does if it you taste took like all the density out of a cheesecake and aired it out and so it's light and goes down super easy wow like airy you lose a touch of the sweetness because I just don't think it's not as compacted. Yeah. Um, and they might use a little less sugar in the recipe to kind of add to that. I don't, you know, I'm no emerald over here. Uh, <laughs> more like a Guy Fieri, but like I can't, you know. But it's good, but you eat it and you're like, okay, it's almost so light and airy that it's not satisfying. Sure. And yeah, I mean, part of what I like about cheesecakes is the density. Yeah, that richness. Oh, give me the cheesecake. Yeah, um, man. I'll uh, I'll try the weird jiggly. Yeah, we stuff, got it. Though. Let's let's plan a let's plan a date. Let's go. Um, that's where something like Vampire Weekends is for me. Parquet Courts isn't totally there, but they lean more in that direction than some of the other stuff that I, I would prefer. So um, I got this band's first album, really liked it. Got their next album, Foreign Lands, like that a lot too. Uh, believe I tried to book them for one of the the punk hardcore festivals i did in california in 2008 or 2009 um which i think basically we got to like oh you know that'd be kind of cool i don't know let's see what and it just kind of fizzled which is fine um but uh yeah the big story is that this is the pre-parquet quartz band and this is a record just speaking because i had familiarity with the first two albums i had almost no familiarity with this record i own it it's still sealed pete (laughs) ah okay one of those Uh, one of those where i I got it yeah yo i got it i love the first two records and i literally just never got around to it which makes me feel like a jerk but at the same time it's okay and here we are talking about it today you got to break it open yeah so there's the context there's the background that we know um is it still relevant is this important let's talk about the tracks before we get into the relevance questions today yeah, uh, I think we might as well jump right to it, track by track. Heat, Denton after sunset. I'm not going to lie. They did not sell me with this first song. And I was kind of, as soon as I put it on, I was kind of dreading what was to come. I really, uh, 
I didn't Spoiler. love. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay. I did not love the vocals on this first track at all. Yep. Um, just kind of silly. Like I like it in a way it felt kind of like nightmarish. Like it felt like a weird nightmare, but, uh, and, and, I could talk about certain music and that would be a compliment, but in this situation, <laughs> it's, it's not really. Um, I mean, like it's off kilter, the harmonies, it's like, it's kind of dinosaur junior ish. Like, Kinda. and then there's like, there, there's a noise part that kicks in after the, yeah. the, the vocals that I don't like all that much. That's definitely kind of Sonic youth, dino junior, like noisiness. Um, it's trying I, for it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like I like the mix of the melody and the noise at the same time. It wasn't offering me anything that I hadn't heard before. And it was doing it in a way that I found frankly kind of annoying. So hmm. not sold on the first track, probably a cut track. Although I did like this song more as I listened to the album, cause I probably ended up listening to it about four times. And after a while I didn't like it. I didn't, dislike it as much but i still don't love it so yeah um so you hit on so many good points um one first thing my first listen i uh and this goes to something we talk about when you listen to a record really time place and when it hits you can important be important i uh pulled up to the boardwalk pete getting ready to embark on a four mile walk and put this on listening to music while you're walking great time i was so bummed <laughs> it's a like sunny ish not super hot so it's like relatively comfortable day and i put this on and my feet felt like lead and i'm like oh no oh no because here's the thing i had familiarity with the prior material much more upbeat much more up tempo than this song um it's not jangling, but it is just a touch in a, like a weird way. The guitar is fuzzed out and it's kind of blasting through, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's just fuzzing about. And that brings me to the point you said it too. on repeat listens. Uh, I'll say the same thing as you said on subsequent listens. I didn't not like this more. <laughs> You know, I, <laughs> I grew, it grew on me a bit. I wouldn't say I hate it, but I actually think it is a terrible opener. Just like really starts off the record with low energy. And I think about this too, and we'll talk about it on subsequent future episodes too. I had familiarity with this band. And so coming into this, I had a certain set of expectations and I was like, Oh, Whoa, Holy like, and it's not like I have been throwing these records on regular rotation, but I did go back and check and make sure that my memory wasn't betraying me that like this band was a little bit more up tempo, a little more just tuneful and catchy and poppy. So when I got hit with this as the first track, I was, it was a bit lost at me. Um, it's a cut. Yeah, definitely a cut. Okay. Uh, the second song, Kachina doll. So this one, it's <laughs> no, I mean, actually like, it, I, I don't know. Um, so here's the thing. I'm just going to 
yeah, go. put this out there because I'm. I feel like I'm going to end up repeating myself. Um, what they're doing on this record, like I've heard it before. Oh, that's the other point I wanted to get back to. So yes, go ahead. Which is like, like you know, that's going to come off as a diss. Maybe it kind of is, but like they do what they're trying to do well. But what they're trying to do is definitely just it's pavement. It's you know, Dinosaur Junior. It's um, all the stuff kind of of that like early to mid '90s era. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. And I actually, I ended up watching the Anthony Fantano review of this because I was just kind of, I was looking for like some insight on like what other people were saying about it. Like context, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he made a good point, I thought, which was like, they're not doing anything new, but the spirit is like alive. You know, they're obviously like in it. It's not just a band where they're trying to copy and paste one thing from a certain era and put it into a new era. Yep. Um, And that like for me helped because that's kind of what I was looking to say and I didn't have the words for it. Okay. Um, so all that being said, this sounds like a pavement song. Um, I think Andrew Savage is the only vocalist on this, right? He just kind of sings in different tones. Yeah, I believe so to my knowledge. Yes. Okay. Because his vocals sound pretty different from song to song, but this one, um, I liked the vocals a lot more. It wasn't as like sing songy. Yep. Um, it had more of like a kind of like lower register kind of beat happening feel almost. Um, oh yeah. Okay. His vocal. It's like a more competent beat happening vocal to me. Um, yeah, I'm 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 with that. I thought this song had that like not like the first song was just flying. <laughs> But this yeah. was again kind of a mid tempo, maybe even a slower tempoed song. And it wanders. Um, and yes, it, it's in that it's in that box. The have you heard Sonic Youth? Have you heard Pavement? Have you heard yeah. Dinosaur? Have you heard these you know '90s indie alt staples? Well, you might dig this. And yo, I'm a person who digs a good handful of that stuff and like the energy around it a fair amount. So far on this record, I'll say on the first listen, I was like out. Yeah. This song on f- subsequent listens aged better than the first track, but at the same time, it didn't bring anything to me that I was feeling. And that, that brings a question I want you to answer. We're saying this isn't the first time we've heard this. When is that okay and when is it not? Um... It's such a hard question to answer because I really just feel like it's 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 like a vibe. Like it's it's really a matter of catching a vibe where like are they doing it in a way that has energy where it feels genuine and it doesn't just feel like cosplay. Um yes. And I think that is like even though I didn't like the sing-songy weird vocals on the first one and really just didn't like the song all that much, I I liked that they were kind of doing, there was an element there that I, I, I hadn't heard in all of the bands that I referenced, mm. um, which kind of proves to me that like, maybe they're not doing something that I like, but they're doing something different um, and unique. So although I'm glad that they didn't kind of repeat that kind of vocal style on the rest of the record, um, I like that element of it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but basically like I can't really put it into words. It's really just like 
how it's like how it's uh, presented, which is so subjective. Yeah, I um. Does that make any sense? It makes total sense. No, 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 no. Because you you nailed it right off. It's like it's so it's like a a bit of the intangible. Um, and it's yeah. You know, you 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 quoted the Fantano review, but I, I think that's a good place to be. It's there's a spirit to this that doesn't feel artificial. Um, and it feels natural and I, I get it. And I actually, you know, so with the three LPs, having gone back and listened a bit to queer salutations, memory serves of foreign lands. It, it, I could see the arc to this narrative. You know what I mean? I can see this, the through line and I can see what they were doing. And then when you think about, okay, and then this dude went on to do parquet courts. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. I I get it. You know? Um, Yeah. But at the same time, you then put into register and context. This is not. Um, we're in 2021. A couple dudes from the Northeast reviewing this band from Denton, Texas, who were doing this in a small scene, especially to start playing living rooms and the such DIY spaces. To a lot of kids, this might have been their entry point to this whole world of music, for sure. So, so that matters, and like that context matters so it's it's always something to keep in mind um kind of moving forward this song meh it's fine i'm not if i'm cutting it i'm cutting it um yeah i mean all all i'll say is i i liked this more than the first song so i was like okay maybe there's something for me here okay um track three landlocked state losing brain cells in the teflon flakes i got my own way of fighting cancer and you ain't one of them Stealing groceries to stay awake Sleepwalk through the house to numb the ache Can you hide inside your jacket And make a quick escape You can lie about the price of keeping it inside It's not the greatest gig but Can't you see I'm trying to bum you out I feel so sick and sad I'm just trying to hide out um, This one takes it down a notch from all the dissonance of the yes. first two songs uh, there's a catchy chorus Yep, it's a nice song um, and I guess in the context of me listening I was like alright there's going to be some variety to this record so maybe there's like more for me here than I thought so um, this, but this, this song is, still didn't sell me. Yeah, this. Yep, same. Um, on first listen, this is the song that like <sighs> the door is locked. First track, I pushed nothing. Second track, I pushed nothing. This track, I l- shouldered in, and the I got a little crack of sunlight, and was like, "Wait, what was that?" You know. So um, you referenced what I was seeking because. Um, I heard this song, Landlocked State, and was like, oh, this reminds me vaguely. I don't know if you're familiar with the band The Thermals. I know the name. I've never heard them. Oh, oh, well, put them on our list. Um, who were like, again, like to me, and, and Pavement was the other reference point, somewhere in between those two things. Um, the Thermals are essentially like punk-ish music for people who like Pavement or like maybe is like oh could 
I love They Might Be Giants, but I'm curious about Punk. Who sh- what record should I check out? I'd give them a Thermals record. Um, oh, uh, nice. The track is not driving in the way that we talk about like metal or punk or aggressive guitar music, but it's pushing a bit. You know what I mean? It's starting to give me a tempo change. Just like you said, it gave me hope that I was seeing some variety. Um, it's still loose. It's not like... I'm not being taken with it, but I'm not cutting this song. Yeah, I mean, again, the trajectory of the record is like, so far, I like every song more than the last song. So that's a good sign in a way, right? It is. Now, I want to hear how you feel about the next track, No No Fragments Reach. I mean... They continue that path where I like this one more than the rest of them. Oh, interesting. Okay. So this one, like, it had, I don't know what it is, but they're like, there's a chord progression and kind of the, the, the way that the vocals, like there's a certain point in the, in the, in the verse where you think the vocals are going to go up a notch and instead they kind of, they actually go down a note and it reminds me of a town, a Towns Van Zandt song that I can't put my finger on. I don't remember what song I'm thinking of, but it basically made me think like, Oh, there's like, there's more influences here going on than I think. Um, I really got the Texas feel from this song in a way that I hadn't got from the other songs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can um, see that. There's yeah, a touch I, of like this Americana Texas thing going on here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good song. I like this song actually. <sighs> This song pulls back for me because I liked the song before it more. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't hate it. It's 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 gentle, and it, again, it just didn't move me. Um, right. And so, so here I'm still kind of like in that. Uh oh. Uh oh. What am I going to do with this record state um, on my first listen through? <laughs> my quote. For this song, before we even talk about it, the song is called Zealous Convert. My my note was, business is picking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because there's really only like, I feel like there's two kind of records on this record. It's either yes. the kind of like, like laid back kind of listless slacker yeah oh or it's or it's just like like you know the 90s kind of uh throwbacky like pavement dinosaur junior sonic youth vibe well well, and i think this band works so much better when they pick up the tempo and the song is a up tempo borderline punk song um really good energy uh to me this is the song you should have started the record with. And I don't even care. They could have kept the rest of the tracks, keep all the songs, but open with this. Like, yeah, get it's great. moving. I actually really like the song. Great chorus. Some really clever lyrical stuff going on here um, that's almost instantly memorable. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was sold. I was like, <clears throat> again, context matters, right? Up to this point, Landlocked State, I was like, mm, all right, this is the best song so far. All right. Like, it's good. But once I hit here, I was like, oh, like, like the door bust open. Right. Um, to go back to that reference. And I, I was like, all right, now now I feel refreshed. Let me, let me see where they go from here. 
Yeah, no, I actually really like this song too. Um, the and this is what made me think there were different vocalists on the record. Like this totally does not sound like the same guy. Yep. Um, which is cool. There's variety there. Um, and I like how I thought it was going to be kind of your run of the mill punk noise song where, you know, I was expecting like a four, four beat, for example. Yep, yep. And it's like this really off kilter beat. Yep. I thought um, that was one of the most interesting parts of it. And I was, yeah, it works really well. Yep. Yeah, because um, they're doing things that are just a little off kilter, and like that's the part that really they have so much potential. And I think on the, the other records, that's how I felt too. They felt like young and ambitious is the way I describe this band in general. And when I heard the first half of this record, I was like, oh no. Did they turn into turd rock? Like, fuck, man. Like, and 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 uh, suffice it to say, I think at this point I was like, okay, no, there's still there's still this like young, ambitious. Like, we like a lot of different kind of music, and we're trying to throw it in the blender, and we've got some pretty good ideas. And and this song really pulls it together for me. Yeah, no, best song up until this point. Agree. Uh, the next song, thousand. This one, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I really like the noisy outro, but this is like another of the low key kind of yes. songs on the record. But this one doesn't deliver to me in the way that the others two do. Um, this one was to me the second song of the record, Kachina Doll. This is the redux of that. Okay. But with a significantly bigger guitar part that I really liked. So better here. It's a lot brisker. This one clocks in under three minutes. Whereas if you go back to the open of the record, the opening track is almost five minutes long. Kachina Doll is four minutes long. Like this one is a little bit brisker, but it has that same energy, the slacker vibe. So yeah, um, I'm not cutting it because I do in the context of the record like to share that energy, but I, I it, it's far from my favorite. And, Maybe it's because of the order. When it's following a track like Zealous Convert, I was just more open to it and I felt it better. It flowed better coming off that. Yeah, that makes sense. For my favorite song on the record, Volvo to a Kiss. Hey, same. Look at that. I love when we're in search of tracks and you find some fucking tracks. <laughs> um, clever lyrics. It's fun. This is the song where I'm like, mm, you nailed it. You found the mix that you were looking for um, as they were proceeding. And by the way, did it in this really, it's a two minute and 26 second long song. It's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, 
it I know that this is blasphemy. I almost feel like it's they could have made this song longer. Yes, you know, it's a really good song. Yeah, like in a way, I felt like they could have built it out a little bit more. But um, it you left know. you wanting more, which is a good sign from a track. That is I think a good if, sign. I think if there was a better uh, efficiency on the rest of the record, that you might have gone, oh, that's perfect. You know what I mean? But but yeah. here we are. It's one. Of, I think is this the shortest? This is the shortest song on the record. Um, but I don't think that's why it's the best song. I just think it's like by far their best song. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have much to add. Uh, the song Beg to Differ. So another mellow song. This one like drags a little bit for me. And this one this one sounds particularly 90s somehow. Like I Yo. could imagine it. I could imagine <laughs> it being on MTV after like a hum video came on or something. Um, Man, Pete, we we are on the same wavelength today. Yeah. Uh, quote: <laughs> Sometimes this record is so '90s it's painful, um, and I that's my quote on this song. Um, they they aren't doing typical '90s. I don't think you know they're not doing a lot of the trope type '90s shit. But no. they actually are more '90s than most records that set out to be. Um, yeah, and it's not necessarily the parts I would have chose to keep from the '90s. Right. It's like the MTV after midnight 90s vibe. To me, this song is not awful, though. Um, it's kind of like it's very fuzzed out. It's slow. It's got a bit of charm to it. Yeah. So I think it works, but it's like I like this significantly more than the first two tracks. Yeah. And uh, less than 1,000, but of that half of the slacker half of this record this is my favorite of those okay you know what i mean like i it's like on the the uh the half of the record that i don't particularly love this is the best of it yeah slacker half i'm gonna take no fragments um over this but yeah oh yeah yeah i think i'll take this over no fragments all right um and finally the closer i was very pleasantly surprised by beyond the grasp of guilt yeah, so more upbeat song, uh, maybe the one of the more upbeat songs on the record. Yes, um, it's cool. It doesn't feel like a closer song to me. It ends really abruptly. There's like no grand finale at all. Yep. Um, which is a cool vibe. I kind of wanted just because there were so many like big noisy parts in this record. I kind of wanted something. Um, to close it out that was bigger. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you like you always say, context matters. It kind of ends and the first song starts, at least like, you know, when yep, I was listening yep, to it yep. on Spotify and in my head, I was like, oh, that actually, that transition actually works. So maybe that was even something that they had in their minds. Oh, interesting. The idea of the digital uh, tape flip, basically. Yeah, the, exactly. The digital autoplay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, I mean, this is, there's nothing about this song that particularly stood out to me. To me, I like the vocals a lot. I mean, I think the vocals stand out, particularly on Volvo to a Kiss and Beyond the Grasp of Guilt. Um, a Zealous Convert stands out so much because it just feels so fresh compared to the slacker half of the record. Um, but this song just, you're, you're not wrong. It wasn't, it doesn't particularly feel like a closer. It feels like a third single. You know what I mean? Like it's got good energy to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the I like the lyrical content. I actually the songs on this record I like, 
I ended up really liking, and I was very nervous, Pete, going going through this because I I liked the band conceptually in my head, but it had been a while since I revisited the first two records, and uh, I was like, okay, this is this is one I haven't been. So, um, yes, uh, Beyond the Grasp of Guilt is a keeper for sure for me. That's it, Bob. No, we're breezing through. So let's let's talk about this. And this is a difficult question. Is this record, and if we want to expand that out to is this band, but is this relevant? Is it still relevant? Um, I don't think this record is necessarily relevant, no. But I right. think that because they, you know, certain members of the band went on to form Parquet Courts, who are a contemporary relevant band. Yep. It's relevant in that respect, where I think there's probably a lot more people now looking back to this band in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise um, had they not continued into a new band. So in a historical way, it matters now, but like... I think had Parquet Courts not come into existence, I don't know that people would be looking back on this record all that much, except for those people that you mentioned who, you know, maybe this was their introduction. Maybe they were in Texas for that, like this scene at the time, which that in and of itself is super important, but relevant in a larger context. I don't think so. I totally agree. I mean, it's relevance is a, you know, tricky temptress. Yeah. Uh, if you care about parking courts, you should probably check this out. It should be aware of it. If you're from Texas and you're interested in Texas music, you should check this out for sure. Um, if you're doing kind of like a scroll of guitar music from the mid 2000s, this is interesting. I think this is an interesting band, interesting record. Does it make it relevant? No. Um, I just kind of went through who I think it's for. Did it have an impact? Not really. I don't think so, but but what I would love to do is hear from if we have any listeners who came in contact with this band or this record specifically. And if you think it had an impact because impact can be small, but still really matter, you know? So, so uh, both you and I have that (laughs) acknowledgement from our musical pasts. So um, let's get right. Oh, and, and final question. How will this record age? I mean, it's 10 years old now, but how will it age? Because to be honest, uh, this record could have come out today or it could have come out 10 years before it did. Right. It feels like it would have been the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, I don't know. Um, I feel like it's, it's, it's one of those things where when you have a genre... God, how do I say this? Like when you're looking to a certain, when there are such obvious influences, I don't know that it's ever going to age all that well because it's going to always feel like it's stuck in a certain time. Um, yeah. God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was, I was going to talk about hardcore a little bit because like, please for do. me, for me sometimes like, it's it's often difficult for hardcore bands to or punk bands in general just to step outside of the track that's already been laid for them and it's really rare that a band is able to do that in my opinion that can 
get them out to a larger audience or make it more interesting to more people that aren't already kind of steeped in that genre. Yeah. Um, yes. So like this kind of, to me suffers from that same like issue where unless you're, if, if you're into like nineties indie rock, you're going to be into this until the cows come home. But if right. you're not, as you continue to expand out and you're like, Oh, I've, I've, gone through every 90s indie rock record that came out in the 90s it's like well have we got some records from you from the 2000s right yeah and like at that point are you even interested anymore you know right, so right, right and you might be you really mm. might be you might be seeking it out or you might just be like meh whatever yeah so like if like yeah I'll, I'll get to it never mind let's go ahead all right um length is it too long does it drag no it doesn't drag flies by actually i think I think it moves by the beginning. The first two tracks drag and that's a really weird feeling because after that it starts to pick up and then the, the second half of the record flies. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's like a mutter. You come out and you're stomping through, but once you get the gallop going, you really go. I'll say on my third and fourth all listen my horse fa- for all my horse racing fans. <laughs> I'll say on my third and fourth listen, the first two songs went by much quicker than the first two listens. But at the same time, had I not been listening to this for the podcast, I don't know that there would have been a second, third or fourth listen. So that matters. That matters yeah. a lot. Um, is this record disjointed or does it feel like it flows? Well, I think it would actually benefit a lot. I mean, you brought this up, but I think it would benefit a lot from a like complete reorder. 100%. Um, it's not necessarily disjointed, but it doesn't flow as well as it could. I think basically from track five on, it flows very well. Um, in reality, like, let me be conservative. <clears throat> I'm going to cut the first two songs straight up. Goodbye, Denton After Sunset, which is the title track, so they obviously had an affinity for it. And Kachina Doll, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to slide landlocked state and no fragments reach. Somewhere, you know what? No Fragments Reach is going to be our closer. Landlocked state can slide in after Beg to Differ before Beyond the Grasp of Guilt and then run it right down. Zealous Convert, 1000, Volvo to a Kiss, uh, Beg to Differ, Landlocked State, Beyond the Grasp of Guilt, No Fragments Reach. Close the record. I like it. I'm with it. Me too. So, uh, yes, it could use a better flow quality of the songs and lyrics i think they're memorable songs i think there's at least two tracks on this record and i would listen to arguments that there's three so good good on you and when the lyrics are good they're very good um yeah that's something i didn't point out either i i actually think the lyrics on the whole album are super strong yeah yeah i mean clever in a unique way personal in a way that was to my ear and familiarity which isn't you know, universal, but in this general sphere, the indie lo-fi punk, like pop punky kind of like post pop punk sound. There was this focus on like highly personal lyrics, specific references, et cetera, et cetera. And I just think they do it better than 90%, you know? Yeah. So, so big ups on that. Dude, agreed. Totally. Actually, did you, did you read the lyrics to the song Denton after sunset? I did not. So let me just read you a few lines because I actually, I, it bums me out because I actually, I love the lyrics to this song, but I don't like the song. 
Um, so it starts off, as I grow older, I became acquainted with my own identity. It's pretty boring, but assuring once you know who not to be. Um, and then there's another section. Why does nobody come over when I want them to? I ask this question often to myself while I'm standing inside my kitchen. Why does everyone come over whenever I don't want them to? A question that I often ask myself while stuck inside my bedroom. <laughs> yo. It's like, it's awesome. That's really, it's really funny. And yo, props to them because they don't come off like, he's cramming a lot in and it doesn't come off robotic. It yeah, comes off no, really not at small, all. So shout out. Yeah. Um, presentation, artwork, etc. I like the cover art. I like it in this sparse way. It doesn't feel like it's rewriting any uh, artistic codes. It's squarely in this kind of milieu, if you will. Yeah. But I like it. It feels deeply personal and like, is this a picture of one of their houses? Is this where he lived when they recorded it? Is there a story? Sounds like right, it. Right, right, right. Looks like it's a pen and ink drawing. I like it. I'm in. Yeah, it's cool. I'm in too. All right. Let's hit it the way we do. One to five stars, Pete. Where do you go? I'm giving it two stars. I'm giving it uh, one star for the spirit, mm -hmm. and I'm giving it another star for the lyrics. Damn. I, I This is where... Can I give it the quarter stars? You said no. It's too hard. <laughs> so no, it's, it's two stars for me as well. Um, I actually think it deserves your attention and people should check it out for sure because you may like it more than either of us but that that initial listen was tough and um and a familiarity with the band i, I think people should check out foreign lands and should check out queer salutations um if and you're parquet courts and and check out parquet courts i have not but <laughs> um uh well no i have i should i shouldn't say i haven't i haven't done the they won a grammy cool me too um <laughs> i haven't done the headphones listen on parquet courts i should say but <laughs> no i haven't either um if you like their more up-tempo stuff you could certainly find some of that in earlier material but i think the way they do up-tempo here is different than the way they do on the first two records so um yeah i i, I give it a two star uh warmly lovingly um but man uh when we when you guys uh, obviously do the deluxe reissue um hit up pete hit up me and we will uh we'll we'll set you straight and we'll we'll do some cool stuff we'll do the um the tracks cut if you will <laughs> yeah um, um pete, so will you be adding this record to your collection i do not think i will no i already have it so but are you? but are you keeping it <laughs> will i open it is the question um yeah might keep it sealed I'm, uh, you know right. why partially because I think some of the vinyl for this band is is kind of hot like oh like it's it's there's some value so let me see let's see there's is four it version hmm, 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 hmm. um I believe so I mean uh, you know what maybe I'll live pop I'll pop it in the break before we record another episode but I think it's uh it's definitely an early pressing because I got it pretty soon after it came out so um Yo, shout out to Texas. We love you. We love you, Texas. Texas.